Welcome everybody to another episode of the Business Boys, episode 71. I'm here as always with my main man Spence. Spence, how you doing? Doing all right, doing all right, doing all right. You know, Christmas season is here. Um, it's got some snow on the ground, chilly air outside. Oh, busy just working and uh, you know enjoying some enjoying some Wednesday afternoon football in the background. I don't know. Absolutely, <laughs> this is this year's crazy man. Uh, ready to turn the page. I don't know about you. Yeah, very very soon. Some say it's the. Uh like technically, last year people have been or last year everyone's saying like, oh, 2020 is the start of a new decade. But is it really, or was are we? Is 2021 the start of the new decade? I I could use a fresh start. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know the uh, semantics, but I feel like 2020 is is the start uh, to me. There's no year zero, right? That's true. That's true. There's a year one with Jack Black and Michael Sarah, but. <laughs> are you putting up a christmas tree this year are you a christmas nah, tree man, guy? no tree like i would if i stayed here but i'll be coming back to montreal hopefully see you and all the boys see the fam jam so uh no point for me to really have a tree i'm sure you got Makes a freaking tree though not yet but being pressured being pressured to pick one up going out date night yeah. friday getting a tree I'm guessing a Charlie Brown, like a, a mini tree. It'll be, a, yeah, it'll be a Charlie Browner, but it's going to be a real one. Mark my words. Nice. Get that nice tree scent. Yeah, in the place. I do get love the, that uh, scent. Get the thorns everywhere, all over the floor. Yeah, I'm going to be the one sweeping it up. It's going to be fantastic. Fantastical. Speaking of fantastic, I re-upped my Disney Plus. You know, I got to catch back up on The Mandalorian. Finally watched Toy Story 4. Man, it did... Brings me back. I love those movies. Great, great friggin' motion picture. The Toy Story 4, I haven't even seen. I, I don't even know if I've seen three. I just saw one, a classic. And then two is like when they go to the, the arcade, right? Uh, no. And who's one, the they go to the arcade. Two? Pizza Palace. Oh, two, uh, the bad guy is Andy's neighbor or something? I don't remember, to be honest. And then I the just know this one, one, the girl cowboy comes in. Oh, that's the second one. Okay, okay. Yeah. The third one, they're in like daycare, or like kindergarten or something. Okay, so I do. I have seen the girl cowboy one. That one's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Andy get, grows up and stuff. Yeah. It's a good watch, man. You know, Disney and Pixar, it always uh, a little emotional at the end. You got to hold it in a bit, hold it back. But uh, my big complaint, Mr. Potato Head, completely written out of the script. He had like one line. I wasn't even sure he was in the movie till till the end. It was uh, questionable at best, the decision to uh, cut the line. I don't know what, what went on behind the scenes with Mr. Potato Head and the director and producers, but I, I was not too happy about that. That's whack. I know he's your favorite character. How, did Miss Potato Head make a, an appearance? Yeah, she and like likewise, she had a you know, couple lines, but... Uh, mm. Wasn't crazy about Shame. that, put it that way. I can imagine. I, you always talk about how he's your favorite. Nice, he's the man. And uh, also I saw in my elevator today, and then I uh, researched it quickly, that Drake has launched a scented candle line, and one of them smells like Drake. What is that, what is that scent? How do you smell like Drake? I imagine that's the scent of his cologne or his deodorant. 
So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> they're sold on Revolve. Shout out to Revolve. Love it. And they're already sold out and they're $80 candles. So, uh, you know, it's a ridiculous idea, but I knew they're going to sell like crazy because people are nuts. But uh, the smell of the candle called Carby Musk features notes of musk, ambers, cashmere, suede, and velvet. It's the personal the fragrance shit. he wears. That is uh, the weirdest shit. 80 bucks for a candle? U- USD, yeah. USD. So, so we're, we're, we're in the triple digits in uh, Canadian dollars, and it's sold out. Shit, that's like only yeah. like a few more bucks than what uh, my fiance spends on candles. Fuck. Oh, I'm a big <laughs> candle fan, but uh, yeah, they, they can be pretty expensive. You buy some nice ones. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know there's like a certain amount of time that you're supposed to burn a candle? I learned this from uh, my cousin. No, I did not know that. I, I, w- I wasn't really listening super well. Sorry. But um, <laughs> it's supposedly like if it, it needs to have like the like it needs to burn all around the candle and you want to limit like the meniscus, you know? Oh, okay. So I think it's like you got to leave it lit for like an hour and a half or some shit like that. I don't remember what the actual time is. But um, yeah, Google it. If you're an avid candle fan, make sure you're burning your candles for the proper amount of time. Interesting. The science of candle burning. Did not know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And just quickly before we dive into some news, decent decent amount of news today. Um, You know, markets are on a tear. Got some vaccine optimism should be rolling out uh, pretty soon, I think, in uh, kind of limited doses, certain places in the world. Bitcoin's ripping high. Life is good. Uh, Jay Yells is back. Janet Yellen uh, will be head to Treasury under Biden. I'm pretty pumped about that. Thank God we didn't get Elizabeth Warren. Uh, Janet Yellen um, was the Fed chair before under Obama. Very accommodative to uh, in the investment community and markets, and uh, yeah, the first first woman uh, heading the treasury. So uh, she also she's also just joined Twitter. So new person I'm following on Twitter, but I think that's great for the markets and look forward to that. Very good. Yeah, and that's pretty much um, it. Dow hit 30k. Also, t-shirts being printed. Are you gonna get one? <laughs> no. It'll be 40K like in two years, you know, and the t shirt will be useless. It's true. Just it's like true. my but NASDAQ. Then you could be like 10K. an early adopter, you know? <laughs> yeah, just like my NASDAQ 10K t shirts. It's, uh, once it's like 12K, it's kind of useless to wear that. It's like when everyone got the t shirts when in Montreal, when we all survived the, uh, the great ice storm in Montreal and everyone got mm. their t shirts made and now they're sitting at the bottom of the drawers. Oh, I can't throw this out. <laughs> How will I remember? Oh, the ice storm was good times as a kid. Nice two weeks off of school. Ate so much scores. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just had our uh, Black, you know, American Thanksgiving. Great freaking weekend. Black Friday, a little Cyber Monday. Uh, I didn't do too much shopping. I bought a bunch of cheap uh, books on my Kindle because they were on sale. Pretty pumped about that. I know you got a new TV. Yeah, I shopped. I spent way more than I should have spent. I got a. I got a new 58-inch TV. I had a gift certificate to Best Buy, and I went in thinking I was going to spend a decent amount. I ended up spending more than that amount, but I still got a pretty good deal, so I was happy. I was surprised at at how cheap – well, I don't know about cheap, but how – 
I thought I was. I thought like these TVs were gonna be like thousands of dollars, but oh, they're cheap now, man. But I did see an eighty-five. There was an eighty-five, uh, eighty-five inch TV that was like four, four thousand bucks, and I was like, holy fuck! One day, <laughs> one day. Did you uh, did you put it in the car? Or did you just carry it uh, throughout downtown like a hero? No, I put it in the. I put it in the car in the okay, trunk. Okay. It fit. Um, and then I I also bought. Great deal on this, uh, what do you call those little fucking pots, uh, those like stainless, no, what is it? The uh, cast iron pot, the one that oh, you have right. at your yeah. place. Little Huge Dutch deal. O- Dutch oven type. Dutch of, oven, uh, that's yeah. the word. Yeah, it, it looks exactly some... like the one I have. Yeah, I mean, it makes yeah, those are great. chicken in there and stuff. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can make bread in there too and stuff. It's, they're, yeah, they're fantastic. That's what I'm, I'm pumped yeah. about that. So I was, I spent, but it was successful spending. Oh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, some early data out from Adobe Analytics. Um, looking around like 50% mall physical retail uh, traffic down from last year. Yet uh, online sales are up like 23%. Uh, consumer spending nine billion. I think that's probably just U.S. But uh, people be shopping on their couches online during Black Friday and Thanksgiving. You love to see that. But it's just like it's like if you it's it's an investment, you know. You got to buy those Christmas gifts anyways. That's true. That's true. Yeah, actually, I did order a couple of Christmas gifts. Got uh, some pretty good deals over the weekend. Figured it'd be proactive. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right, let's get into some. Some news, man. What do you want to start with? Yeah, well, I know. Uh, I guess we can we can start with uh, you've been you've been shitting on on them pretty early, so uh, you can kind of highlight GM finally walked away from uh, from Nicolaj. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're supposed to get two billion, like an eleven percent stake in the company, and help them produce their Badger electric pickup truck. Um, they will not be taking a stake in them. They will not be producing the Badger. Uh, they will let Nikola use their fuel cell tech, um, and the lockup period for some investors is, is up for Nikola. We saw the, the shares just absolutely tanking, and I mean they just have nothing. They literally have absolutely no IP, no technology. Uh, this company is just in, in massive trouble, and I think GM needs to answer now for their lack of due diligence when they took the deal in the first place. I realized it was a a golden opportunity, like a deal they really couldn't say no to, but you also don't want to be tangled up in, uh, when you got the SEC and DOJ poking around Nikola for for things that me and a lot of people on Twitter like like discovered pretty quickly. So um, a little bit concerning that they couldn't find those, those same red flags. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Facebook, we again, another thing we talked about Um Renaming, renaming Libra, but have they made any changes as they look to get some approval? Uh, I think they're just trying to simplify it a bit, like launch a single dollar back digital coin. Um, they still need approval, but it, it seemed like the old Bain switch just changed the name and, and kind of, you know, switch a few things in the language. But I mean, I don't have high hopes. I just at this point, like, I, I guess we could talk about it if it actually does launch, but. Seemed kind of stupid to me. They just changed the name and uh, a few fine details, but like, what's the big difference, really? It'd be nice to see like a North American version of of uh, what was the one we were talking about from from China a few weeks ago. I'm forgetting what they call themselves again. 
they filed IPO and then it got turned down. We literally talked about it like two weeks ago. Oh, uh, and financial. And financial. It'd be nice to see a North American one, but is Facebook the one to bring it forward? I don't know. I don't think so. But only time will tell. Uh, we had some uh, some big uh, some big names uh, filing their S one. Uh, if you want to go over some of that, DoorDash and Airbnb. Oh yeah, yeah. And this third company called Affirm uh, Affirm Holdings, which uh, yeah, I went through all of them. Affirm fintech company. It charges merchants. Uh, their biggest customer is Peloton right now to take risk modeling off customers who want to pay with installments. So uh, pretty much if you want to buy a Peloton, which is like 3K, and you don't want to pay it all up front, you want to pay over, I don't know, like 48 months. Uh, instead of the company doing it themselves, they'll partner with a firm, and a firm kind of uses like a data-driven risk modeling. It, it allows it to approve 20% more customers on average than competitors. Uh, through September 2020, they have 6.2 million consumers completed 17.3 million transactions across 6,500 merchants. But yeah, one of the biggest concerns for me was Peloton accounts for roughly 30% of a firm's total revenue. Um, obviously, the pandemic has is, is kind of driven uh, Peloton sales through the roof and people don't want to pay up front. So they're paying in installments and uh, Peloton partnering with a firm. They also struck a deal with Shopify to offer it as a payment option, which I think is great. And Shop has the option to purchase discounted shares in the company. So that's something to look at going forward. Maybe they end up buying them in the future. Uh, great growth. GMV growth of 77% to $4.6 billion. Revenue doubling to $500 mil. Of course, they lose money. Losses $100 mil. Not too bad. $60 mil, uh, excluding stock-based comp. Pretty solid. And uh, good management team co-founded by... PayPal co-founder and CTO Max Levchin, uh, part of the PayPal Mafia. This guy's a tank. 0% APR they offer on most. They also offer fixed interest loans at small rates. And uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty solid company. They're looking at, uh, what are they looking at raising? 100 million, valuation 5 to 10 billion, nothing unreasonable. You know, it doesn't jump out at me, but I don't hate it at all. Uh, the biggest red flag, I think, is just the amount of money they get from freaking Peloton, but... I guess if you think Peloton is just going to keep on rolling, that's that's good for the company. But never like when one company gets uh, almost a third of their revenue, quarter of the revenue from one source. Yeah, especially when like you, you, yeah, especially when you never. It's a new company to like Peloton's a new company. You know they might want to switch up and and keep things in house moving down the line as they as they have more uh, options available and stuff like that. So a risky business, but. Um, Sounds like a great idea. And, and Peloton offering, you know, that, that payment option is so much better than paying up front because that's it. Of course. It kind of opens it up to more people. And especially as people are taking their their payments away from monthly gym memberships, it's an easy switch, right? I know right. I, I would pay like I was like a $50 a month gym membership. But, you know, you go to some of these fancier gyms that are upwards of 200 bucks a month for a membership. You know, it's not that tough of a switch over. Yeah, exactly. It's like buying a car, but not as severe. You know, a lot of people don't want to fork up or they can't fork up 3500 up front. I know I wouldn't be thrilled to fork up that much to get a, a bike coming and delivered to my place. So uh, I think it, it makes sense. And, and I think it's a pretty good like product uh, or service, a firm, whatever you want to label it as um, being able to kind of take the risk off the company and the like the company doesn't have to worry about it and they could just partner with them. 
Yeah, there's a few other companies I think that do yeah. uh, do similar stuff that I've used in the past. To you know, they essentially they they offer credit terms to companies um, who are don't have the backing, you know, to to do it themselves, right? Right. Uh, for a big for a company that has the backing to lose out on a 30k payment, you know, it's not the end of the world. But for some people who are moving materials and stuff like that, where you know your your margins are maybe 10% on a on a 30k material order, and that 30k doesn't get paid, you, that's a, that's a, that could be you know could be ends for you. So uh, definitely a, a big market for that there, and helping other companies grow. Yeah, pretty solid all around. Uh, the second one, now we got two pretty big IPOs. The second one is, of course, DoorDash, uh, looking to raise 2.8 billion valuation just south of, south of 30 bill. Um, for comparison, Grubhub just sold for 7 billion. Uh, Uber, the combined company right now, stock's doing well, is valued at around 90 billion. But, uh, of course, that's a lot more than just, uh, Uber Eats. I remember last year, DoorDash had about a third of the U.S. market share, but like all the data now, it looks like it's around 50%. I know they, they bought Caviar from Square, but um, they're doing very, very well in the in the U.S. Um, 18 plus million consumers, 390,000 plus merchants, pretty insane and consistent. Well, this year they had some insane revenue growth due to COVID. It's up like 300%. Uh, I think we have revenue almost $2 billion in the first nine months of 2020. Uh, I think the financials are, are superior to Grubhub and like Uber is kind of hard to tell with, with uh, all their divisions, but I, I think the financials are in better shape than those two. Got improving margins, bottom line loss is getting smaller. They might be profitable pretty soon. You know, great growth, expanding market share. It's a pretty decent pros- prospectus uh, on the whole, I think. Have you ever ordered? Do you... Do- it's a US, them? it's a, it's US, US ex- yeah, 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 it's US exclusive, but um, pretty good, uh, pretty good on the whole from what I've heard. I've never, even when I've been in the US, I've never tried it. I just stick to Uber Eats because it's what's on my phone. Yeah. And the last one is one everyone's familiar with and it's Airbnb. Uh, we mentioned last time their valuation was about down at 18 billion given the pandemic, but uh, with the current market where it's at, it's, it's right back up to around $35 billion. They're looking to raise $2.75 billion with the three founders uh, planning to sell stock up to $95 million. Yeah, so the valuation's right back. Um, obviously, it's been a tough year for, for Airbnb through the first nine months. Gross bookings down 39% to $18 billion. Revenue down 32% to $2.5 billion. With Q3 revenue falling 18% to $1.35 billion. So they are improving uh, quite a bit compared to Q2 of 2020. Uh, pre-pandemic, it was just like nice, consistent, straight-line growth, double digits, um, pretty solid. You know, again, they're they're losing money, but uh, I think the main thing that that stuck out and and is pretty obvious. You know, there is some competition to Airbnb, but I don't think anything's really close to it. But they just, they just have a massive total addressable market opportunity. You know, when you think of lodging and hotels, it's like a multi-trillion dollar, you know, $3 trillion market opportunity. And and the com- competitive landscape is mainly like legacy hotels and stuff. So uh, I think it probably has the most upside. You know, it's difficult financials. Uh, we'll see like their margins, how they go in the future. I'll have to dig in a little more, but... I think that one will probably be uh, the most boom 
of these uh, upcoming IPOs. Boom potential. Airbnb is super interesting because before the pandemic, you know, we would talk and uh, about it. And uh, I think a lot of the big potential was, okay, you have the like the vacation homes, like I'm going on a trip, I'm renting a place, but you would see more and more people buying condos around business areas for the sake of Airbnb them out, which is cool because you don't only rent those on the weekends and stuff like that. You can rent those out to, um, you know, people who are coming to spend the week for business meetings. Um, you know, we talk about things used a bit more used to Zoom, uh, or online meetings. There's different things you can do to keep people engaged. So I don't think it's a matter of people are going to be scared to, uh, to travel or they just don't want to. I just think that it's, it's a business travel is a massive expense. Um, so I don't know, uh, if that side of things is going to keep growing for them, but there's obviously still massive potential everywhere else. Mm hmm. Yeah, huge upside. Great brand, like known all over the world. Very strong brand. Um, I think like their main challenge is like in my condo complex, you know, this, we've kind of banned Airbnbs, but people still sneak, sneak in, like meet outside the building and that. So, uh, just some like legal hurdles uh, in different parts of the world that are more strict than others and stuff like that. Similar to kind of Uber when they're launching, you know, uh, trying to get, they were like getting banned in like UK and stuff like that. But yeah, three pretty big IPOs coming up should be exciting. Um, given the current market, it'd be tough to see them uh, really tanking on the first first few trading days, especially with what we saw from uh, good old Snowflake. It's true. And then another um, another I guess two companies that that most people know, especially if you're in the business world, um, making some big headlines this week. Salesforce uh, set to buy Slack for a whopping twenty seven point seven billion dollars. Um, I, I, the point that I, I made the note at least, uh, Salesforce had actually fallen about uh, a little. I, I know it went a little higher, but around seven percent. Uh, seems like most people thinking they, they overpaid for that. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty penny, man. It's, uh, you know, uh, they, they paid a nice premium for Slack based on their current financials, I guess you could say. But, uh, I mean, we've seen this with Salesforce. They bought Tableau last year for 15 billion, MuleSoft for 7 billion. This is just like, to me, like they're, it's head on, man. It's Salesforce versus Microsoft for the enterprise software dominance. Um, but I was listening to a bit of Benioff on, uh, you know, he did the rounds like he always does. And he wants Salesforce to be the set, the central nervous system of enterprise software. Um, but yeah, it's their biggest acquisition. Tableau is 15 bill. This one's just south of 30 billion. And, uh, it's really just expanding their ecosystem. It's like a full ensuite, uh, enterprise solutions. Take on Microsoft Teams head-to-head, which has been like pulling ahead, doing really well uh, compared to Slack. I think Slack probably, a lot of people love Teams. I think Slack, in my opinion, probably has a little bit better UI, uh, user interface. Um, Teams is just really easy to integrate with a lot of your other Microsoft products. Um, but yeah, man, and this is like this Salesforce versus, versus Microsoft. Like the acquisition makes sense, like integrating into like Salesforce customer 360 platform, right? Like sales, uh, uh, Slack will be like the communications. Um, yeah, Salesforce aiming for that 50 bill revenue goal in the near future. 
Um, they love investing in companies, buying companies. They, they had investments in Snowflake and Zoom, which have done tremendous. It's hard to really like doubt Benioff and Salesforce. They're, they've just done everything right. It's a great product, great service, great management team. You know, it's an expensive acquisition. It's a bold move, Cotton. We'll see how it pays off. But uh, like, it, it's hard to really blame them too much. It's really hard to really doubt them too much at this point, I think. Yeah, and I think uh, apparently from from little hearsay was that Salesforce did pay a bit of a premium because there were some other potential buyers in the market. Um, but I think, like you said, it's uh, it's a big acquisition. And the reason that I would like, have been what? I wonder who that would have been. Yeah, for that much. I heard a few um, a few tech companies like Amazon and maybe Google and stuff oh. like that. Yeah. I, there's yeah, nothing, I could see uh, Google. There's nothing in, in writing, I guess. But um, the deal should be closing in July 2021 uh, officially. And I think um, what I like about Slack versus Teams, now I've, I've never really been fully integrated on Teams. I've used Microsoft Pipeline once and I, I fucking hated it. Uh, but that was also, you know, probably wasn't the best setup. So I don't want to... I don't want to just blame him on that. But what I do like about Slack is I find a lot of up and coming companies uh, tend to navigate towards Slack because they have that free option. Uh, a lot of tech companies use Slack. They're familiar with Slack. Slack's like one of those kind of like cool, fun, like new tech companies as well. Um, and as those companies grow, they're already on Slack. They'll just move to those paid options. Um, and I'm assuming they'll have the best integration with Salesforce out of everyone. So great sales platform. Um, I do use Slack now with an integration into HubSpot. I don't use it to its full capabilities for sure, but it's a pretty seamless integration, um, especially if you're someone that's using like, um, you know, if you're in customer service using tickets and stuff like that, right? So, you know, uh, my computer's or like, this isn't working. You send an email to customer support at so-and-so.com. It sets up as a ticket and you can do everything from, from Slack. So instead of having to open your emails or, or go into the, you can just send someone like a, a ticket directly into Slack, open it up, manage things from there. I, I think it's awesome. Saves a lot of time. Um, so I, I, I love Slack. I've always like from, I used it first, like, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago. And I thought it was awesome. So, uh, I, right. I think the acquisition, like it, it'll help. Slack get a lot of bigger customers that that Microsoft probably has. I know they just signed a big deal with IBM recently, but uh, now that you have like a lot of these companies use Salesforce, it's going to be a lot more competitive with Teams versus Teams. So it'll definitely help in that that aspect. Should put them on our team then. <laughs> I had like a bit of worry. Like I think maybe Salesforce like doing a few too many acquisitions, not developing maybe a little more in house R and D, but. Um, I mean, it's just hard to argue with the the success they've had and how well they've integrated some of their past acquisitions. Yeah. When you live in Hawaii and you got sick flow, uh, life is good. Okay. You're not lying. <laughs> um, another big, I guess, partnership, if you want to look at it, um, I didn't look too much into it, but AWS uh, brought the Mac Mini to its cloud. Um, so although they're, I guess they're uh, Amazon and Apple, they are competitors in, in certain things, but I think Amazon spent, um, or 
sorry, Apple spends about $30 million a month with AWS just for, for cloud, uh, cloud usage and stuff like that. Um, but it's really for developers who want cloud-based testing environments for their Mac and, and iOS apps. So that's pretty cool to see that, that happening. Not really for, for me, because I don't do that, but uh, for, for other people, for sure. AWS, just a freight train. Um, yeah, a lot of companies spend unbelievable amounts of money to AWS or Google Cloud or Azure, like one of the big cloud providers. Um, it's insane. Wonder when I think eventually Amazon will have to split off AWS and uh, that'll be interesting because that thing on its own will be valued so freaking high. Yeah, absolutely. It's just such a such a beast. Yeah, lots of three IPOs, big acquisition as we head to the finish line of 2020. Yeah, that's pretty much all I, I got today. We we uh, flew through that, but. Uh, yeah, no, no, not even any Thursday night football games. Uh, schedule got flipped around with COVID and that. So that's too bad. We can't make our picks. But uh, right. yeah, man, just uh, pumped to uh, get into the Christmas season, finish off 2020 with a bank. Yeah, and uh, just a little update. Uh, it is 12 to 7 right now for Pittsburgh. They're looking to score. Um, and then and that's what's up. Yeah, it's a correct old school game. Yeah, you gotta love it. No matter no matter who's in, who's out, Baltimore Pittsburgh always a great game. Yeah, just like hanging out on the podcast no with you is always a great time. <laughs> ditto, ditto. All right, I'm uh, I'm done. You have anything else? <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, that's it. My hot chocolate's getting cold. It's Ooh. getting uh, near the end. So uh, get us out of here, my man. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, we always appreciate it for episode number seventy-one. We'll check you later. Peace out.